Hello and welcome to another episode of Father and Joe. I'm Joe Rocky here with Father Boniface Hicks. And Father, in our last episode, we had just discussed the importance of life in all life, how life is a mystery, how all of our knowledge is only within the realm of being alive. We don't really have that ability. It's like being in a sixth dimension. We just can't figure out what it would be like. Our brains are not capable of that. And we also discussed about how every life is worth living, even with those that are suffering. And at the time that people are listening to this live, when it first originally comes out, we have just gone through the passion of Jesus, the ultimate form of suffering that someone can go through. And Father, I want to leave this to, to you um, to have this conversation about recognition that all of our human nature wants to have us as individuals run away from suffering, even if it's not our own suffering, even if it's just like a thought that something bad could happen, even how statistically unlikely it might be, just that's a scary thought I want to run away from it. But yet it's something every human being experiences inevitably. And it's such a, a, a unique phenomenon that doesn't happen with a lot of other elements of our lives. But I wanted to let you kind of teach us about this so we can understand and embrace life better. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Suffering is, uh, is, is certainly a part of life. And, uh, you know, the, the question of, is there a life that's not worth living? Is there a life so filled with suffering that it wouldn't be worth uh, living that life or that it should be ended prematurely or something like that? Those are questions that naturally come up even from very uh, good uh, hearted people and, and the desire to alleviate the suffering of others. Sometimes uh, our limited creativity or our limited understanding can lead us in a direction of wanting to end a life that's, uh, that seems to be filled with too much suffering. And that movement uh, of euthanasia, of uh, physician assisted suicide, these, uh, these kinds of approaches can can be very enticing because, uh, again, we know from our own suffering and we can magnify that by some number of times what somebody else might be going through. Maybe you're with somebody who you're seeing going through that and you're really feeling the helplessness around that. It can be very enticing to think, and especially if that person also wants it, then shouldn't we just end that life? And those are, again, very, very natural and compelling questions, but we have to assert firmly and confidently that every life is worth living when God chooses to uh, transition our life into eternal life, when he chooses to bring this life to an end for us, that has to be on his terms. He's the one that gave the gift of life and he knew the timing for it. He's the one that ends the gift of this life and he knows the timing for it. And so then how do we do that if not euthanasia, if not physician-assisted suicide, if if not these approaches, then what do we do? And as you said, Joe, uh, we we enter into relationship with people and and don't run from it. And sometimes we need, you know, there's a whole variety of things that happens in in individual circumstances. Sometimes it's a, a certain financial burden. Sometimes it's an emotional burden. Sometimes it's a, a burden on the the details of our life. Um, I know. Uh, a man who's caring for his father with Alzheimer's, and he and several of his siblings have arranged a schedule, but he's on the other side of 
the state and it's a, a long commute. He needs to take time off of work even to partially care for his father with Alzheimer's. Uh, there are some real sacrifices that come with taking care of a life that we could say his father with Alzheimer's. I mean, he's never going to do more in his life. He, he doesn't even know who he is or who's taking care of him half the time. I mean, what difference does it make? And those are important questions to ask and to answer. Uh, and uh, certainly this man knows and, and his siblings are with him that the life of their father is valuable. And how is that valuable? Uh, well, again, there, there is a, there's a kind of infinite value of life that comes from being united with the, the body of Christ. Jesus went all the way to the last breath. He didn't kill himself. He didn't end it early. He knew what was inevitable. He was going to go through a lot of suffering and it was going to end. He could have just killed himself in prison on Good Friday once he got arrested. He knew how the rest was going to unfold, just a lot of pain. and Nobody would be able to do anything about it. Uh, but he he went through it and he went through it in order to be in it with us. And so that man with Alzheimer's is close to Jesus in a way that is profound. Jesus said, whatever you do to one of these least of my brothers, you do it to me. That's how profoundly Jesus identifies with the suffering. And so when this, my friend, drives across the state uh, a couple of times a month to spend a few days taking care of his dad on rotation with his other siblings, he's doing that to take care of Jesus. And, and he, of course, experiences it's his father. So, you know, there's real love there and the gratitude for all that his father gave for him. But uh, also it's Jesus. He's taking care of Jesus. There's a and there's a profound value to that. And, and all of these questions bring us back to uh, maybe a more fundamental question. What is valuable in life? Uh, what are we mm -hmm. living for, really? And, you know, it's nice to have a big bank account. It's nice to have a successful job. It's nice to have, uh, you know, some physical pleasure and a chance to go on vacation in a nice spot. It's nice to have a nice meal. But what has a lasting value? What really lasts forever? What has the purest satisfaction? From where do we gain real fulfillment? And, and the answer is always love. And insofar as those other things, a bank account or a good position or even a vacation or a nice meal, insofar as those are a value, they're always subordinated to the value of love. A nice meal shared with someone I love, a nice vacation shared with someone who I love and who loves me, money in my bank account to serve and provide for those that I love a nice position so that I'm able to serve others and, and build something up uh, and for the sake of, of love. Love is really the thing that adds the infinite value. And a suffering person is still an occasion of love. There is love there. And at the end of that person's life, in the end of our own life, we'll look back and think, this, this is what really made life valuable, that I could love this person. Thank God I had that opportunity and that I made the sacrifice, that I didn't choose my, my position or my bank account or my convenience or my pleasure over the opportunity of a, of a tremendous love. And, and love, when we enter into someone else's suffering, is a tremendous love. It's not easy, not easy to be present to someone that way and not, not easy to persevere over days, weeks, months years of time with people. And, and then I always like to point to my own dad, who was the full-time caregiver for my mom when she had dementia from Parkinson's, and she could give so little back to him. She was, by one uh, perspective, purely a burden, nothing but a burden. 
she had so she could she couldn't carry on a conversation she she couldn't say stay keep sustained attention she she couldn't do so many things for herself and after taking care of her for 8 years my dad made the comment to me i think i loved your mother more in the last 8 years than in the previous 41 years of our marriage and she but she drew that out of him in a sense because of her helplessness because of her suffering because of her her uselessness to say say it in a stark way in a way that our society might express it she didn't have anything else to offer and yet she was able to be loved she had that to offer she was a human being she had that to offer and when we start to take that perspective and my dad and his goodness you know he didn't think twice about it and he probably couldn't articulate well he can now because he listens to me talk about it but he couldn't have articulated it uh before i did but he had a sense of duty he knew that this life was valuable he had committed himself in marriage and he was just going to do it and by just doing it he discovered the beauty in it and and that's where we've lost a lot of that as society as a society we've we found ways to rationalize and justify things that we shouldn't be doing where we just end people's lives where we just turn our backs on people where we just walk away and uh we we found ways to rationalize physician assisted suicide and euthanasia and that's to our great loss because if we stayed in it we might discover the 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 jewel of great price the pearl of great price which is the love that is possible a greater love is possible in that now again i i'm also i i speak like this sometimes and i've gotten feedback from people who feel um maybe guilty for having put somebody a loved one in a nursing home or or having been overwhelmed by this task everybody is not my dad my dad's really a remarkable person in his ability to commit himself he was in a position financially to do it he's a very bright man he could figure things out he's physically capable and was able to to do that he lives in a independent living but he had the assistance of you know nursing staff when he needed it and food service and things like that so I don't want to trivialize the real challenges that are involved in caring for a person entering into their suffering being present to them. Um we do what we can. Each of us has to do what we can. Uh and and that's going to be different for each person, but but I what I'm pushing against is anything that would justify the elimination of a life that's too hard for us to deal with and rather to see every human life as an occasion of love. an opportunity for love and and to remember that love is the great value love is what lasts forever love is what makes life worth tr- truly worth living so yeah as we think that through i mean you're not trying to sidestep at all it's not easy you know that there is going to be as you say a, a great price for an even better transformative love and i think that in nature it's kind of hard for us to grasp that you know we can see a caterpillar become a butterfly you know that's okay that happens a lot but we don't always see someone turn from one category to another sometimes it happens slowly and sometimes it 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 it's more likely not to happen someone just stays where they're at and stays that way all the way through and doesn't want to keep growing and pushing themselves. There's a great nature to that to call and say I'm happy, I'm comfortable where I'm at even if it's not the greatest situation, it's what I know I'd rather be here than try to figure out how to transform myself out of it. 
And, you know, we look at that a lot of different ways. We can do it financially. We can do it in terms of the way that we are physically. I went from being 300 pounds to now I'm 200 pounds or what have you. There's lots of different ways we can do it. And we all know that there's a benefit of doing it, but we don't. It, 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 it's hard to do. And as you've said earlier here, what are we living for if it's not for the sake of becoming better at love? I mean, really, that that's the, the summation that I got out of that. And it's not easy. And it's also not something that's like, do this, do this, do this, then you're transformed. It's something that happens not on your schedule. And you're not even totally sure if you're going to get there. And that by itself scares many people from even trying. You know, the, there's a notion of say, everything in my life, I type it on my phone, it'll tell me what to do, and I can just do it. You know, I drive this way, I turn left, I'm there. Okay, cool. But that's not how relationships work. And that's not really how love works. And I want to give you a chance to conclude today's episode talking about essentially the, the importance and need for us to have perseverance and how we can actually do this journey in today's life in our regular normal activities that don't require that you know right now not all of us in life have someone who we have to give everything for to take care of them and most of our lives do not have that situation but we still do have regular lives and this is something that we can work on making ourselves better every day. So I wanted to give you a chance to help people through those challenges. You know, I, I think it's, uh, it's so valuable for us to have conversations like this and for people to hear them so that we can kind of set that mind, uh, establish that mindset again of uh, what, the, what the importance in, the most important thing in life is in terms of uh, love, service, sacrifice, uh, uh, obviously, when we're talking about love, we're we're talking about a kind of self-sacrificing, self-emptying love that that Jesus demonstrates for us. Of course, uh, that love is fueled by being loved, uh, falling in love. We have the movement of, of love. The emotion of love is is also something beautiful and uh, is worth investing well. You know, my 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 dad uh had that in a different way on his honeymoon than he had uh, as he and i sat there and uh when my mother was breathing her last breath uh literally uh well, maybe it surges forth again in uh that particular moment but in those those dying uh days uh and and she didn't look great you know she didn't look like she did on her honeymoon it was actually very beautiful to see and uh at the funeral their wedding pictures and the ways that they looked at each other on, on their wedding day. It's just very sweet. So, uh, so we should invest the feelings of love well, is my point. Um, my dad invested those well at the beginning of his marriage, and they sustained him in a way in the hard days. Uh, and then when we look around, we, we should be grateful for the opportunity to express a kind of love, which requires a great offering. Instead of saying, oh, gosh, you know, I had bad luck uh, or my dad could have said, oh, you know, other men don't have to go through this in the last eight years of their marriage. And this is just bad luck. Uh, but rather to cultivate an attitude of if I if I'm summoned to, to a greater love, 
that's a sign of God's trust in me and that he's entrusting me with a real treasure to live that out. I should be a little bit excited about that. It's like parents that uh, have a, a special needs child. Uh, they can lament, you know, this isn't what I wanted. This is so hard. And again, I'm very sensitive to how hard it is. It's easier for me to talk about it than for other people to live it on a daily basis. So I don't ever lose sight of that. But uh, if we cultivate an attitude of, wow, God entrusted me with a gift because he really believes I have enough love and he wants me to grow that much in love. That's a big deal. Uh, or if on a, on a different basis, and I'm, I'm very blessed, a lot of people come to me and share some of the most painful things in their life with me, things that have happened in the past and still weigh them down or things that are going on in the present. And I'm really blessed to be able to walk with a lot of people through very dark valleys. And, and I do consider that a tremendous privilege. Uh, it can take a, a bit out of me to be present to somebody who's suffering emotionally in a way that I can't remedy. I mean, I just can't fix some of these situations. And, and they're going to go away uh, from our meetings, and they have to walk back into some of these places. And I'm uh, profoundly sensitive and, and uh, appreciative of that. Those are really hard situations. But I feel so blessed that somebody would share that kind of suffering with me and that I get a chance to be present to them. I know a lot of priests who have the chance to make hospital visitations or to take communion to those who are homebound and enter into places that are very hard. And to do that with our heart uh, is can be a real challenge, can take a real toll on us. And instead of looking at it as a burden I wish I could get over and that I could minimize in my life, if we can just try to shift our attitude a little more towards what an opportunity it is that we get to grow in love this way, that we get to serve this person who is in a tremendously hard situation that we don't have the answers to or a remedy to, or maybe that is irremediable, uh, there is no remedy, then I'm not cursed. I'm not having bad luck. I'm not, uh, it's not just a misfortune. Uh, it's, a, it's a blessed opportunity and a great act of trust on God's part that he brings me into uh, connection with some, some people like this. So uh, now again, I say that in a way, not intending to shame those who, uh, I think everybody has had the thought in those situations, why me? This is hard. I don't want this. Well, those are very natural thoughts and feelings. And so it's not a matter of uh, whether we have those thoughts or not, but as much as we can to cultivate a mindset of uh, the opportunity to love more is is a great gift. And then if I, if I cultivate that mindset, uh, I should spontaneously be able to make someone feel who might be ill, who might be in a wheelchair, who might be uh, limited in some way, and they're aware of that. People who are suffering in that way can feel like a tremendous burden. In fact, it's a significant reason why people want euthanasia or physician-assisted suicide, because they feel like a burden. Uh, people who have provided you know, grandpa who has provided for his children and his grandchildren his whole life and now feels like they have to provide for him. That's never what he wanted. And he feels like a burden. And so he says, I wish I could just end this. I would relieve them of this burden. We should never make someone feel that way. To the opposite, we should make grandpa feel like a million bucks. It's such a privilege to be with you. It's such a privilege to feed you, to serve you, to, to push you around in a wheelchair and to show you as much as we can, to, to bring you along on a trip, even though it's a lot of work to, 
bring the wheelchair, to bring the IV for the, the feeding, uh, or to, to bring the, the necessary things to make it possible for you. It's a great gift for us to do that. So the more that we can cultivate that kind of attitude, the more our lives are transformed, our families are transformed, this world is transformed. And what a great thought to, to leave today's episode on. So we thank everyone for listening, and we'll be with you again next week.